The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Roster brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hit hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 in cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store, exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, currently 1131 on the East Coast, here to discuss the four-game schedule in the NBA here on Tuesday night. Pretty good matchups here on Tuesday night, obviously a big storyline that we'll get into at volumes here, but joining me is the Sharp Group. For the NBA Gambling Podcast, you first know him as the voice for the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, as well as the WNBA Gambling Podcast. It's Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Nothing much. Good to be back. Looking forward to breaking down the Tuesday card. Uh, I know that we had some craziness in terms of soccer this morning, but for basketball, Hopefully we'll hit a big long shot or two. We'll see. I doubt it'll be twenty-seven to one pregame, but we'll see what happens. And also joining us, you guys know him as the superstar of the show, the villain, also the voice on the WNBA gambling podcast, the NFL gambling podcast, and of course making his appearances on the fantasy football podcast, but better known as the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, it's tonight the night we get that three-pointer cashed. Yes, tonight is the night. If you want to double down on it, double down. I'm sure he's like two to one, three to one to hit a three-pointer or something like that. So uh, yesterday was a great day. We keep the week going by getting – he's got to shoot it today. Like he's got to look them, and I want him to look Doc Rivers in his eyes when he shoots it too. I don't even want him to look at the goal. I want him to turn and look at Doc Rivers and fire that thing and cash it. So, yeah, it's on. it's on it. Uh, It's up and it's stuck tonight for sure. Yeah, yesterday was uh, a, I guess, a pretty good day, Terrell. I think we handicapped the games pretty well. Um, you hit your lock easily on the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz fell a little bit short uh, against the LA Clippers. Uh, Celtics did me dirty by going 19 of 50 from three point land. And guess I, what? I bet on that Celtics team total too. I, I just knew it. I fucking knew yeah. it. Like never, never trust the Celtics to do anything right. I can't believe you bet on anything Celtics related, Terrell. I know. I wrote them off like two, like a month ago. And guess Not what? It was the only loss. It was the only loss in the parlay too. Yeah, I think it was. I had it on a parlay. I think I had uh, San Diego State money line. I had. Um, it's an underrated team over there. Knicks. I had Knicks money line on there, and I had one other play. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, no, that team total was the only loss. I was pretty pissed about it. Yeah, rough shooting night for the Celtics. Chicago did their part. They put up 121 points. But that total fell short about three points in that game. But it is what it is. Heat covered the game last night, had a chance to win. They were out to a 15-point lead in that game against Minnesota. Kind of fumbled the bag in the third quarter, but uh, money line didn't get there, but the spread did get there where they covered the 8.5-point uh, uh, spread there against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But, guys, yeah, another four games here tonight. Uh, obviously, the biggest storyline is Ben Simmons returning to the Philadelphia 76ers here tonight. We could touch on that briefly, and then we'll get into the games here. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of player props that are going to be on Ben Simmons here tonight, whether it's triple doubles, double doubles, everything going over for Ben Simmons. But, Scott, let me start with you. You're the uh, resident Nets fan. You have Ben Simmons on your team now. He's looked pretty good over the last two games here. Uh, maybe he's just gaining confidence as, you know, getting more playing time with his new teammates with the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, the big circle on the calendar, everybody's been waiting for it. Ben Simmons returning to Philadelphia tonight. Unfortunately, it will be without Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey. But nonetheless, should be a, a, a crazy atmosphere in Philadelphia tonight with Ben Simmons returning there, Scott. But I guess general thoughts or what are you kind of expecting here tonight from the Nets and particularly Ben Simmons? Well, you said it's unfortunate. 
for some. I'm happy. I'm happy about it. I don't mind. I mean, Nets <laughs> yeah. are favored by seven and a half. I don't have to worry about Embiid going for fifty. Um, <laughs> my takeaways for the overall Simmons situation: He could not have really pictured a better spot to make his debut against the Sixers in Philly because all of the good players for the other team are not going to play. So yeah. Simmons should have a mismatch no matter who's guarding him. He doesn't have to worry about Embiid working in the paint to block shots. Simmons really should have a good night. The entire Nets team should have a good night. I bet the Nets last night, I couldn't really resist it. I'm sure they'll be the most popular play on the board. But the Sixers don't have any talent with their current roster. And I know Tobias Harris wasn't there last game. He's supposed to be back. He's good, what, about half the time? Maybe 40% of the time? Yeah. Sixers fans don't like him that much because of what they're paying him. But I know you pivoted during the weekend to take some Melton and Milton props because mm-hmm. somebody's got to shoot the ball. Do you yeah. feel great about those two guys? Not really, but he kind of you're going to need some of them to step up. You have P.J. Tucker, who's done nothing offensively all season long, and even his defense taking a step back. So far, that contract's looked a little bit iffy. It's still early, but we'll see. You're throwing in Paul Reed now as your starting center, probably. Maybe Harrell can't guard anybody. It really is a spot where the Nets should win this game by 15-plus. They're fully healthy. You have Durant. You have Kyrie who's back. Simmons has looked good lately. O'Neal's been good. Watanabe's leading the league in three-point percentage randomly. Claxton missed the last game against Memphis. He's back in the lineup. Seth Curry's back in the lineup. The Nets really should win this game by 15-plus. I think they will. Now, personally, I might have put together a fun three-pick parlay involving Ben Simmons. I have him 10-plus rebounds, 10-plus assists. Not points, though. I don't want the heartbreak of all heartbreaks. But I got those two with the Nets to win by 11-plus, and that pays out at roughly uh, 110-to-1, give or take. I understand it's a very common bet to bet on Simmons triple-double and stuff like that. Yeah, I just love the value. It's roughly 50-to-1 for a triple-double. I feel like that's kind of just a good option when he went for I forgot to stat line against Portland. But what do you have? Like 15, 13, and 7? 17, uh, against 13, and 7? Portland, he went for 15, 13, and 7. Yeah. That's what I thought. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not like it's out of nowhere. He has had pretty good overall stat lines for the last couple of games. And he's looked very confident, which is definitely a step that the Nets have waited to see. I called him out for it, and most people did. And he's definitely played up to the expectations lately. Give me the guy in good form with a chip on his shoulder, and the team should be motivated on his behalf. I think that's a roll tonight, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue there. Obviously, all the injuries that the Philadelphia 76ers are dealing with, their top three guys being out with Harden, uh, Maxi, and Embiid being uh, out with injuries. Uh, Embiid's missing two games, but the more significant injuries have been to Tyrese Maxey and the um, – and James Harden, Terrell. I know you're sitting there with the with the uh, with the three point prop here tonight. Do you have any thoughts on the return of Ben Simmons of Ben Simmons of Philly? And then we'll get into the actual game here. Uh, no. I mean, Scott said it all. I think everybody said it all. And this is, I think, the most optimal time for Ben because now he has confidence going into this game. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we should have been betting on before, like him to get going before this game and to come in this game with a boatload of confidence because he's had two really, really good games for the first time in a very long time for him. And this is the Ben Simmons that I was waiting to see. The Ben Simmons that we saw the past two games has been Ben Simmons I've been waiting to see for a long time. And so I knew he was always in there. It was a lot that was covering him, and we had to, you know, use different methods to get him out of that darkness. But it looks like he could be turned in the corner. So – This is the absolute game, zero pressure, because you have a full supporting cast on the Nets with you. You have a 76ers team that is injured, beat up. People are not playing, top three players not playing. There's really zero pressure on you at all, Ben Simmons, to go out here and just perform this game. So, hell, just go hoop. I do want to ask you, though, since we (laughs) kind of mentioned Simmons, I know we're transitioning over into the game. Last year, right after the Harden trade, uh, Simmons, I believe, was in attendance, but he didn't end up playing, right? He was sitting on the bench when they immediately played after the trade took place, and that was a whole circus in itself. Yeah. And the Nets won by 30 on Philly's home floor, and they beat the crap out of him, right? Simmons was there, wasn't he, because they were booing him. And yeah. then the ball went out of bounds and it rolled over to Simmons, and he touched the ball, and everyone lost their damn minds. Wasn't that yeah. something that happened in that game? Yeah, I think it was. But the point is there was a massive distraction. 
for yeah. one side. And mm -hmm. Philly turned it into a battle against Simmons instead yeah. of worried about the actual game. And then it's came in there and smacked them by 30. Now, it's not the same because Philly's a lot more shorthanded. The Nets mm -hmm. are not. Do either of you want to make a case for Philly in this game in an ultimate fade the public contrarian spot? Because this is the spot. But the Nets really should murder this team. And the last time they were on primetime, they gave up 153 points to Sacramento. Mm. This is like the hoorah game where all the guys on the Nets are just going to get behind Ben Simmons. And they have to. Right. Like, like this is the ultimate of spots of ultimate spots, right? So let's actually get. I think it's easier for them to do it now because he yeah, had those without, two good games. If he was yeah. playing as trash as he was playing earlier in the season, like I think they would be like, "Well, why the hell am I getting up for you? Like you're not yeah. doing anything." Well, that's but the Zach Wilson situation with the Jets. Yeah, if Wilson went for four touchdowns and they lost, and you know maybe suddenly you regain yeah. the locker room. And so now Ben has two really good games going into this. Yeah, they're rallying behind him. Ben, keep shooting. Ben, keep it going. You're playing yeah. really well. Go fuck them up. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, so let's actually get into the game here, guys. I'll go to the injury report. I know we talked a lot about injuries, uh, especially for the Philly side. So uh, for Philly, obviously, you know, uh, the big three, Joel Embiid, James Harden, and, and Tyrese Maxey are out for this game. Tobias Harris is actually probable for tonight, and also Cork Maz is probable tonight for the Sixers. We already mentioned it for the Brooklyn Nets right now. Uh, officially on the injury report, Nick Claxton is questionable tonight with a non-COVID-related illness, and uh, Wantanabe is dealing with a right hamstring tightness. Uh, he's also questionable here tonight. This line opened up uh, last night at four and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not right. Uh, I saw it at seven half. last yeah, night. Yeah, seven, Once. and that's up to yeah. eight right now over on WinBet. Total open about 217 and a half. That's pretty much stay the course at 217 and a half. I think we already kind of tipped our hand here. I think that this would be a game where – just Nets just come out and smash and take care of business with all the firepower that they have. They're healthy. Like you mentioned there, Scott, with Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, everybody's a go for this team. But anything else you want to add uh, for this game, Scott? I feel like, first of all, the Nets better come out and put together a good performance because there's no reason not to. They did this, they did this against Memphis where Memphis was missing Morant and, and Bain. Kyrie came back on a bit of a minute restriction. I'm assuming he'll play more now. They kind of let Memphis hang around for a bit. I don't think that happens this time. I just think Philly's immediately down 10 at the end of a quarter. I think they get absolutely buried in this game. We've seen a lot of teams that are resting players because of injuries, and some of them have been on national TV. But I will ask you this, though. When you're looking at the starting lineup, the projected starting lineup for Philly, if you had this team... For a full 82, are you winning 20 games? No. Probably not. So I think they get buried. Yeah. Uh, Terrell, any case to be made for the Sixers? I mean, it's more just like fate the public. And yeah. every like there's nobody betting the 76ers in this game. And I don't. I don't blame them for not doing it. It doesn't look good for them. But we've seen too many times in the NBA where – shorthanded teams without their stars and they're playing backups find ways to keep this close like i'm just thinking of when the warriors went to the nuggets last year and they played uh they they told everybody they were sitting all the starters and then the backups went in there and kept the game close for the majority of that game same thing happened this year not this last game with the pelicans but the time before that and they were able to keep the game close for the majority of the game and it ultimately ended up covering the spread so uh, as the spread gets larger and larger, and I expect it to keep growing before tip, I wouldn't be surprised if you can get some closing line value on the 76ers here. I think that there's a middle a middle situation, and uh, that's really it. But really, the Nets really should come in here and absolutely handle business against the shorthanded 76ers team. I think it's also, uh, I'd say, a good point that you made about the Warriors last year benching everybody, and they still had some good moments, which is perfect timing because they had a back-to-back -back against New Orleans the other day. They benched everybody, and they lost by basically 50. So it could go either way. It really just comes down to if yeah. the team's motivated or not. Usually when you see a shorthanded team perform well, the favorite is overlooking them. The favorite thinks, oh, we got this game in the bag. They're missing X, Y, and Z. We'll win this game comfortably. This game's been circled on the calendar for probably the last, what, three months for the Nets? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who the 76ers beat with last year with no with nobody playing. They beat somebody, and it was nobody. No, they beat no Memphis. Was it Memphis? I had money on Memphis. They lost in overtime. Yeah, so, like, it, 
I don't know. I think I really do think 76ers get up for this game just because of the fact that it is Ben Simmons on the other side. I don't and think Miami. Like, Philly, Philly beat Miami last year, I think, when they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the rule I was talking about. Miami. That's the game I was talking about. Those two games I remember killed me. But yeah, I, I remember that. But yeah. Then again, once again, you had a decent supporting cast, though, because you still had Maxi, You still had some other guys. I don't even know what your offensive game plan is for Philly at this point. You're just hoping to, you're going to give Tobias Harris 20 shots voluntarily. You're going to give Milton. I think it's a little bit of, yeah, I think it's shake Milton. I think it's a little bit of shake Milton. They don't have a bench. You're not really concerned with the guard depth and defensively for the 76ers. Like, I think that you're probably leaning on your guards a little bit more. George's Niang just always comes off the bench and has a a hot shooting night from three every now and then. So that could be an option. I think they have options. And it's just really going to, like, it's so easy, but it's really going to be, are they going to hit shots or not? Like, it's, it's that simple. And so... I mean, your safe bet is going with the Brooklyn Nets, but at the end of the night, if 76ers covered this, you know, by five, three, whatever, I would not be surprised at all. I actually just would be because I once again think that the shorthanded teams perform well because the favorites are looking ahead and they just think that they're going to have this game in the bag. I think the Nets want to embarrass this team. And I think that as a result, because of the, uh, I forgot the exact, uh, phrase that Munaf used. You said an Oorah game? Hoorah. Hoorah. Okay, sorry. Oorah, hoorah, same idea. <laughs> Point is, it's a game where the entire team will be backing their teammate, and I do think every time that he touches the ball and they boo him, it's going to remind the Nets to really just lay it on him. I actually think that booing Simmons in this game might do more harm than good throughout the entire game because it'll allow the Nets to stay focused and remember the other storyline going on throughout. So I think the Nets win by 20. They might win by more. I think this turns into a route very early on. Uh, outside of Ben Simmons, any uh, player props you guys are looking at? Uh, I know you mentioned Shake Milton there, um, Terrell. I was on some D.A. Anthony Milton props um, in their last game, but that was without, I believe, Tobias Harris in the lineup. But uh, at least for the Sixers side, any player props you're looking at there, Terrell? Uh, yeah, Sixers side, I'll take Tobias Harris rebounds over six and a half. Okay. And just thinking that, you know, somebody's going to have to rebound for this team. Yeah. And I don't trust the bigs that they're bringing off the bench. They've shown us that they really don't want to use Paul Reed like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about um, Montrez Harrell, who's up and down and really just going back and forth with the Nasses post game. Like I think Tobias Harris, who's been a strong rebounder, you know, basically all his career. I like him to go ahead and get seven. Uh, Scott outside of Ben Simmons, any player props? Uh, I think I'm just looking at three pointers. I just based on volume. The thing is you got to, it's going to be inflated because the odds makers also expect Milton and Melton to take more shots and Tobias Harris to take a lot of shots. I get all that, but I do think taking the three point numbers for Milton and Melton makes sense. Uh, you're hoping the volume's there. I guess that's the only concern. But the last two games, Milton has attempted at least four three-pointers. Uh, you could potentially look for points, but it's a little bit tricky because, once again, you're giving two bench guys a bunch of minutes because you don't have much depth. So i probably look to just assume there will be a massive boost in workload for the guards for Philly. I do like Terrell's play of Tobias yeah. Harris rebounds because somebody's got to rebound the ball. I do think Paul Reed double-double has merit if he starts. I'm not sure if they're going to go super small and use P.J. Tucker at the center. I think basically whichever center starting for Philly, I'll take the over and rebounds because somebody's got to grab the ball. But Paul Reed double-double I think makes sense in this game if he will be starting because he should be getting, well, like 25-plus minutes in this game. So that's kind of where I'm going. Usually when Embiid's out, they kind of pivot more to Paul Reed. I don't mind his double-double. You probably can't find odds on it yet because they haven't announced the starting lineup. But if he starts, I do kind of like that play at whatever plus money it's going to be. All right. Anything else for this game, guys, before we move over to the next game? Uh, I kind of linked to the over in this game. I'm sorry. I didn't get to the total. 217.5. I'm kind of on the over. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I just – I think that I I don't think that 76 are just going to go lying down. Like if they cover the spread, if the bets cover the spread, I think they cover it late. But I think 76ers are going to come out here and 
you know, get up for this game? Why would you not get up for literally Ben Simmons coming back into town playing in this game? Like, I don't care who's out there. I just think they get up a little bit more. Oh, I think they might get up. I just think it's going to be based on defensive intensity. I think that you're looking at the Nets who have played much better defense ever since they switched coaches. And you could argue that with Simmons and Kyrie and Durant, maybe they'll play with pace. I can't judge it based on the Memphis game because Memphis likes to play with pace anyway, no matter who they have. With Doc Rivers, actually, you know what? I think I'm actually going to pivot. I think I'm going to go with the over. I thought about it, and I realized the only reason why I like the under in Sixer games is because Embiid kills the entire pace of the team. Yeah, but now that he's out, I think they should play faster. Yeah, I actually think about that's it. How, that's gonna, their best ball. Like their best ball say, is when I'm they play a, fast. I'm going to agree with Terrell on this one. I thought about it, and I realized with Embiid being out, they really should run the floor, and the Nets want to run the floor. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the over as well. I, I changed my mind. Was it a shock that? Kyrie returned the other night and they immediately gave up a hundred and what 15 against the Memphis Grizzlies. And that was without John Morant in the lineup. Uh, no, nah, cause they gave up 153 to the Kings. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, that's true too. Uh, all right guys, anything else for this game? Yeah. No, no, I think that's basically it. Do you agree though, that if you want to go for some alternative net spreads, that there might be some merit to it, or yeah, do you think the Look, game is yeah. close? Because I think the Nets blow them out. I, yeah, I, I think there is right. I think that when you talk, when you t- just look at it from a perspective, and I think the Grizzlies game is a good example of this. That the offensive firepower that the Nets have right now is is does the Philadelphia 76ers have enough to keep up with that, especially without their big three? I don't think they do. Can they right. get stops? I don't know who yeah. they match up. Like, who, who's right. going to guard half these people? Yeah, like, if you're putting Tobias Harris on Kevin Durant, all right, who's slowing down Kyrie? Tucker's going to guard Durant. Let's assume yeah. Tucker's guarding Durant because sure. he always does. Sure, Um, And what are you putting DeAnthony Milton on Kyrie? Kyrie. And, but you still have shooters to cover with Seth Curry. Seth Curry revenge game. We haven't talked about that angle. I mean, that, look, he got moved over there. That was that Ben Simmons deal, but... Maybe look at his three-point shooting props here tonight as well for Seth Curry here tonight. So, um, yeah, I I agree with you, Scott. I think this should be a blowout for the um, Brooklyn Nets and possibly look at alternative spreads for the Brooklyn Nets. I I just want to add one thing. I know we've spent a lot of time on this game, but let's be real. This is kind of the main event of the overall day based on all the storylines. Do you think that getting blown out on national TV the previous time you were there has any impact on showing up for this game? It should. I think it should. Um, but I think just alone. I, I just think alone being back, being in Philly with. Ben I'm, I'm saying besides besides all the Simmons stuff. I just mean in general. No, I, do I personally teams, don't think it does. They I think if it was about getting embarrassed on national TV and then having another shot to avenge that performance, so to speak. They played two think, games since then. Yeah, then that, that's what I was going to so. say. They that. played two games since. Yeah, then. Like, so we're if not, it was like we're not living game. in the rear view. I'm yeah. just asking. If it was the next game that they got embarrassed and they were on national TV again, maybe yeah, then. But like Terrell yeah. said, they've already played two games since that point. I think they're going to come play their their brand of basketball regardless. Yeah. All right, guys, before we move over to the next game, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be Win. And if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100, and win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. And that's going to be a – let's go with a 8-10 Eastern start. That's going to be the Sacramento Kings visiting the Memphis Grizzlies. 
This line opened up minus one and a half in the favor of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that number has pretty much stayed the course at minus one and a half over at win bet. Total opened up at 234. That number has stayed the course as well at 234 over on win bet. Starting to see some 234 and a halves pop up across some other books. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the uh, let's start with the home team here. Desmond Bain, we know, is out. Danny Green is out as well. John Brown, I did see, was upgraded to questionable tonight for this game against the Sacramento Kings. I doubt uh, he we, plays, but we'll see. Yeah, and Zaire Williams is also out for this game um, with a uh, injury as well. I don't see an injury report for the uh, Sacramento Kings yet, but it seems like everybody should be a go for this team uh, in this game. Sacramento has looked really good, you guys. Um, they've seems like they've kind of figured some things out offensively. They currently are the number one offensive rated team in the entire association right now, taking that leap above the Boston Celtics that we did talk about. They are sitting at nine and six on the season so far, uh, three and three on the road. Meanwhile, Memphis sitting at ten and seven at six and one at home are possibly going to be missing John Moran in this game. He's dealing with the ankle injury, but. Scott, let me start with you on this game between the Sacramento Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies are a one-and-a-half-point home favorite in this game. Taking Sacramento. Uh, I do want to get an updated line, though, because I'm not sure if Memphis is still a minus-one-and-a-half-point favorite. I see him still as minus-one-and-a-half. You do? Okay. So I'm going with Sacramento. I'm asking because I see one book has the Kings at minus-one. That's kind of why I'm asking. But yeah, I like I think- Sacramento. I see one has them as a favor, but everybody else has them as minus one and a half, half, minus one. Okay. Either way, I'm taking Sacramento. This team's been playing really good basketball. I really love the offense. I see a similar story happen in Memphis in this game that happened against the Nets. You know, they have a decent run there. You have a couple guys step up. Brooks might attempt 30 shots, which is disgusting. But either way, I think they'll keep it close for maybe a half. And then I think that the scoring depth for Sacramento takes over the game. And Memphis doesn't have enough good scores with the current roster. It's not their fault, of course, because you end up losing your best two players. But I just think Sacramento is a well-oiled machine right now. Mike Brown's done a very good job with that team. Shout out to him. But you're looking at Fox, who's playing really well. Sabonis has been good. Uh, Kevin Herter has been insane from three-point land. Mm-hmm. I like what I've seen from this team a lot. And Memphis is a team that I like at full strength. But when you're missing your two best guys and you have to rely on Dylan Brooks and I'm trying to think of who else you need to step up offensively, like Jaron Jackson. Like, do you like Jaron Jackson? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I like Tyus Jones, but the point is you're very limited offensively, and you're against the number one offensive team in the league, statistically speaking. Give me the Kings. I'll back the well-oiled machine to put up another 120, 125, and I think Memphis is going to struggle to keep up, especially with the spread this low. Give me the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, right now, currently, Sacramento is 4-1 and one against the spread uh, on the road so far this... Sorry, 5-1 and one against the spread on the road so far this year, just trailing the Portland Trailblazers, who are 8-1. and one. Uh, Memphis is 6... Sorry, 5-2, and two, I believe, at home so far this season against the spread. But again, those numbers definitely do change if John Moran is not on the floor for this team. And we did see them take the loss and not cover the spread, coming similar to what you just said there, Scott, against the... Brooklyn Nets, where the Nets, you know, the Grizzlies were competitive within that first half, but eventually the Brooklyn Nets did pull away in that game. But Terrell, let me get to you on this game. Uh, Sacramento as a one and a half point underdog in this game right now against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm on Memphis. I'm I'm just not a believer in the South Carolina and not South Carolina, but in Sacramento right now. I understand that they're scoring the basketball at a very, very high clip and that they have a really, really good offense right now. But I I just watching it and just the eye test is just too many lapses um, on the defensive the, the side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, on the, the defensive side of the ball that I'm just like, I don't see it. Like, and if they're if you're telling me that they don't score 130 points, that they're liable to lose the game, like yeah. uh, I don't I don't know. I'm not trusting that offense just to continue this hot stretch going. Yeah, it's been a fun little ride, and they've won the six games. But you coming into Memphis and you're playing a Memphis team that you have you can't beat. You've lost the last seven games against, and the ATS of four of the last five you lost on the spread as well. So I I just think that Memphis, what we've seen from them in this season, last season, 
is that even with their players out, even with the star players out, even when you think that they can't do it, they go out there and find ways to win basketball games. Like they play team ball. They find ways to win basketball games. They lean on their bench who has players that could come in there. I expect to get a big Brandon Clark game on the inside and points in the paint uh, this game. And so, yeah, I just I'm back in Memphis. I like that Jaron Jackson Jr. is back for this game. He's going to add another edge to them defensively, guarding that painted area where the Sacramento Kings are first in points in the paint over the past five games. And that takes away a little bit less from Dylan Brooks. He doesn't feel like he has to do everything. And then it's just enough pieces on Memphis that I think that at home, after losing to the Nets, another team that you normally dominate, that they can get up for this game, come back, and win a really good game at home. So, yeah, I'm on Memphis tonight. Yeah, I think the difference here tonight is going to be that uh, Memphis is number four in the entire league in points inside the paint, where Sacramento ranks number 29 out of 30 teams, uh, allowing 54.3 points inside the paint, which is second worst, obviously, in the league. And I think that might just be the difference here tonight. Even Sacramento is allowing uh, opposing teams to shoot 39.2% from three-point land, which ranks also number 29. So um, I, I know that Brooklyn went in there, but I think Brooklyn is a completely different offense uh, versus Sacramento right now. I understand that Sacramento is one of the best offenses in the league right now. But I just think right now what Terrell said, I got to go with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies here as well, minus one and a half. Um, I just think that the success they'll have inside the paint, like you mentioned, with Brandon Clark, with you know Triple J, should be able to, able to get inside, get some easy baskets here. I think that might just be the difference uh, for the Sacramento Kings team. And I think that there's enough bodies to really contain some bonus what he should be able to do inside the paint, whether that's Triple J, whether that's Conchar, whether that's um, – I don't know if I'm missing someone in there, there, one of their bigs there. Um, so I think Steven Adams. Yeah, Steven Adams. So I think that they should have some uh, success inside in the paint here for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I'll lay the minus one and a half in this game. Uh, thoughts on the total here currently sitting at 234, 234 and a half. Um, Scott, do you have any thoughts on that total? Yeah, over. I'm not taking an under with the Kings. And you mentioned how Memphis can get whatever it wants in the paint. I agree with you. But I do think as a result, you should see a track meet breakout where each team could score 120. The Kings got into a shootout with the Pistons without Kate Cunningham. That's impressive. That's that's almost impossible to actually do. So I'm on the over. I think you'll see a lot of points. By the way, Drew's asking about Fox double-double. It's plus 420. Like, yeah, I'm interested in it. If I if I think Sacramento's going to score 130. <laughs> Ooh, smoking on yeah. weed. If I think that they have a shot of getting to 125, 130, then I will expect Fox to have a huge stat line. I like that play at plus 420. I think that's a very good price. Yeah, Fox has really been – obviously, we know the points are going to be there. There's a question about that. He's also been racking up the assists. He's getting close to 10. Um, he's had 7, 8, 9, and 8 over his last four games. And he's going to have a game against the Lakers where he did have 12. So, and again, uh, Memphis is a team – that gives up a lot of assists to the oppo- the opposing teams. They're number 29 overall on the season, allowing the most assists uh, to their opponents. And then over the last five games, that drops down to one more spot, which le- uh, ranks league worse about 30 and a half per game as far as assists. So expect a big assist night here for De'Aaron Fox here. I like the over six and a half assists on uh, De'Aaron Fox here tonight. And I'll sprinkle a little bit on that double-double as well. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on the total here? And then if you have any player props you want to give out for this game. Yeah, uh, I'm going Memphis team total over at 118 and a half. And it's, it feels like a little bit of a conservative number. Uh, during this six-game win streak for the Kings, they've given up 120, 114, 115, 121, 112, 129. They're I feel so very – I feel, <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, – wait, hold on. Hold on because I'm going to get the clip team to clip that too. Let me just say that stat again. During this six-game win streak – the Kings have given up 120, 114, 115, 121, 112, 129. Yeah, I'm taking Memphis team total over in this game. I think that they can get it done and score the basketball. Uh, prop wise, I'm on. I'm on triple. I'm on triple J. I'm on triple J. I think triple J has a really good game in this one. Gets a lot of points inside the paint. Uh, able to do it on defensive game. I think he fills the stat sheet in this game. So. Point sixteen and a half. I see that. I like that. Um, his rebounds is at five and a half. I think that's a little conservative, even though he doesn't look to rebound the ball all the time. But that is a little conservative at minus one hundred four. I'm willing to take a stab at that. 
And then I'm trying to see if I can. I don't see any blocks, but if I can get a blocks play on him, I'll take a blocks play as well. Oh, who are you looking for? I'm sorry. Uh, Triple J. Um, let's see. For I got to assume it's going to be a one and a half. Yeah, it's one and a half, probably plus money. It's at, I would yeah, take. It's at two and a half plus 135. I would really? take that. I would take yeah. that. First okay. blocks, right? He 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 stacks. He does stack up blocks. Like he doesn't just get one block. Yeah, in the game. this he was something we were on last year too, until the books yeah, finally so. adjusted. Yeah. He does. I just wasn't expecting a two and a half. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. a two and a half for blocks. I think I, I thought I was going to get one and a half because he was, you know, been out for a while. But I understand yeah. they were smart. Uh, Scott, any other player props you like for this game? He averages uh, four he, blocks on the season in the yeah. uh, what two games he's played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two games he's played, he's had five and three blocks. Yeah. Uh, Scott, any player props? I think the one prop that I'm looking at, besides the Fox assist, which I had written down, because I do like that play a lot, uh, it is going to be Dylan Brooks over two and a half three-pointers at plus 115. It's all yeah. about volume. Uh, yeah. With Morant and with Job... Uh, sorry, uh, duh. Uh, with Morant and Bain being out, uh, Brooks has had to attempt a bunch of shots, and Brooks has attempted at least nine three-pointers in each of the last four games. Is he good at shooting them? Not really, but he, he doesn't know that, so he's going to keep shooting it. So if you tell me he needs to shoot 33% for him to go over, if he maintains the same level of volume, I'll take the over. Uh, plus, the Kings are 29th in opponent three-point percentage. They can't cover mm-hmm. the three-point line, and Brooks, whether he should or not, you know it's going to be a Brooks heat check game. So I'm mm-hmm. expecting a lot of shot attempts. Plus 115 for a guy who should get the volume. I think it's a very good price. I like John Conchar, too, over yeah. one and a half. He's shooting mm-hmm. – what did we say, Scott? He's shooting 40% this season, something like that. I think uh, so. It, it might have come down in the past couple of games. Um, I got it for you. Uh, he's at – Yeah, he's at, 40, he's at 41.5% yeah. on the season. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at one and a half versus them and minus one twenty eight. Little juice, but I would I would lay minus one twenty eight for one and a half of him. He's gonna get the looks. Yeah, last two games he's had seven attempts each. He knocked down five against the Thunder and knocked down two against the Brooklyn Nets. So um shots are gonna be a plenty, especially if we're expecting a track meet here in this game, uh between the Grizzlies and the Kings. Uh you guys have anything else for this game? No, I just think the Brooks three-pointer one's going to be funny when it's the end of the game and there's five seconds on the shot clock, and you know he's going to pull up from 35. Like, you know it's going to happen. It's going to be disgusting, but all you need is, like, one of those to go in and you feel good about your uh, three-point number. It's just a volume play. I'll take my chances. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night, and that is going to be – let's go over to Detroit visiting – the Denver Nuggets in this game headed to the Mile High City. Um, looking at the opening line for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Denver Nuggets opened up as a seven-point home favorite. That number has now been bet down to minus five and a half over on win bet. Total is sitting at 224. Uh, that number has also been bet down to 222. And looking at the injury report uh, for both of these teams, just uh, let me refresh it because they – updated every hour here uh let's see we know Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are going to be out for this game for the uh Denver Nuggets with the the health and safety protocols and I guess a COVID breakout for them uh other guys that are going to be out Jeff Green has been ruled out for the Denver Nuggets um Ish Smith is questionable and let's see, Colin Gillespie is also ruled out for this game. Eric Gordon see, also yeah, Gordon, questionable. Go ahead, Gordon's Scott. questionable. I see Highland listed as probable, but he is on the report with a hip injury. Yeah, so he's going to play he last play. game, right? He's playing. Yeah, yeah he'll play. Uh, he should, but I'm just saying yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. And then for the Detroit Pistons, Sadiq Bay is out. Uh, Cade Cunningham, we know it's going to be some time as well. Isaiah Stewart and also Corey Joseph is probable here tonight for the uh, Detroit Pistons. Um, let's start with the side here, Terrell. I'll let you leave this one off, my man. Uh, minus five and a half in favor of the Denver Nuggets hosting the Detroit Pistons. Oh, huh. all right. I, I think this is going to be a track meet. I, I, I think this potentially could be a track meet. And I know we've had issues with the Nuggets being able to score the ball without Murray and Jokic over the past couple of games. But I just think that this is a... Pretty good matchup at home, getting Detroit coming into elevation. And 
having, I mean, you have Michael Porter Jr. and Bojan Bogdanovic playing in this game, and neither one of them know what defense even looks like. They couldn't even tell you what a fence looks like. <laughs> they're, they're, they're looking at a fence and like, hey, what's that? <laughs> like, uh, So I think that this is going to be an opportunity for both of these teams just kind of get out here and score a bunch of points. And I'm going to be looking towards Bones Highland a lot. He's been really yeah. good while the starters have been out and what he's been able to contribute to this team. And I just, as far as the line, I, I think it's about right. Uh I don't think I feel comfortable laying points with, with Denver. I think that it's going to be a lot of points scored, and I think this could be like a one-possession game. So I'm going to take the Pistons plus five and a half. I'm not laying points with Denver with Jokic and Murray out. But I do think that this over to this line at 222 for the uh, total is a little yeah. short. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned like Detroit is one of the worst, if not, yeah, they are the worst defensive team right down there with Sacramento, sorry, with uh, San Antonio, as far as, as being one of the worst defensive teams, their defensive rating And it's right crazy because San, San Antonio is a bad defensive team because they're actively tanking. Yeah. Uh, Detroit right now ranks number 29 as far as defensive rating, but I mean, if you kind of just look at their defensive metrics across the board, they're just bottoms and uh, everything they're allowed 20 and they're allowing 54 points inside the paint which ranks number 28th denver also ranks number 26 in points allowed so i think we might see a lot of easy baskets around uh or easy yeah easy baskets around the rim here tonight um but as far as three-point defense you know these teams can knock it down as well when you have guys like michael porter jr boyan bogdanovich on the other side jay nivey has been able to knock down some three-point shots as well um we'll get to the player props here in a second scott let me get to you if you have a play on the side and if you also want to give your pick on the total if you do have one i'm annoying to the over i do agree with terrell uh for the sake of the spread though i'm gonna agree with terrell again i'm gonna go with the pistons i hate this team i think this team is awful however i do think if you're looking at the overall just concept of detroit uh being an underdog here i get the team is three and 15 i know they're bad Denver's favored by five and a half, and they're missing about half their starting lineup. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't lay five and a half with a team that's missing that many players. On principle, I'm going to lean to Detroit. Mm-hmm. This team's awful, and Dwayne Casey being the coach means they could easily still lose this game by double digits. But I can't lay five and a half with basically a C squad up to this point. I'll take Detroit plus the points. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I got to take Detroit here as well. Um, we talk about obviously your big your two main players being out, Jamal Murray, Nikola, you know, Jokic. I think that's just a completely different, you know, team. Uh when you have it's gonna be Bruce Brown, it's gonna be MPJ, it's going to be um, you know, Bones Highland. I think he'll probably still be coming off the bench for this team, but um, I just think that I agree with you guys. I think this should be a track meet. Detroit just doesn't play any defense. And if as far as look at their pace as well, um, Detroit right now is at number 16, but I've been watching some of their games and they are playing at a faster pace uh, are the Detroit Pistons. So I agree about the, even though the line has moved down, I do agree with the over in this game here as well uh, at 222. Uh, player props in this game, guys, Scott, I'll start with you. Anything you're looking at? I was looking for Bruce Brown assists, but I couldn't find it. That was the but first I, thing I was looking at. Yeah. But I do like the <laughs> over for him. Uh, we know he's a good facilitator with the time with, the, uh, with his time with the Nets. And now he might play point guard. We'll see. But the point is he's been very good at facilitating. If the number's five and a half, which I think it might be maybe four and a half, I definitely like the over. I think you should have at least six in this game. I do (laughs) Tied for second on the team in assist, four and a half with Jamal Murray. Yeah, he's he's definitely a selfless player, and he has an underrated skill set with passing. But I do think if I'm looking for anybody else in this game – do you blindly consider either Ivy points or Bogdanovich points because somebody has to shoot the damn ball in this team? I, I, I've been backing Bogdanovich's points at, at anytime it's under like around 18 and a half, 19 and a half, because if you kind of just look at his game log, he's had three straight games. Or it's four of his last five games. He's had 20 or more points. I'm currently seeing that at eight, 19 and a half right now. And just mm-hmm. he's getting up the shot volume as well. If you kind of just go through his game log ever since that game against the New York Knicks back on November 11th, he's had um, 15, 15, 12, 18, 15, and 12. And especially now you don't have Kate in the lineup. Uh, that number should go over. And he's had 20 or more points in five of the last six games as well. And he knows that he knows this team. Like he's had a lot of battles w- with Utah against this team. And you sit here and yeah, look at, you know, point. some of the, uh, 
some of the games he's had against them, he's had he's killed them 15, 15, 21. Well, I'm, I'm reading going back 15, 21, 36, 15, 48, 29. I remember, I remember the 48 point game. Yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. The 48 one. one was wild. So like he knows this team, he knows, you know, and this 48. is a little chance for him to get some get back against them. They beat up on him on the pass. So I, I did like Bojan. That was the player I was going to throw out there. Uh, you know, maybe a sprinkle towards MPJ. I feel like we haven't really talked MC- MPJ a while, and we know he's a good scorer of the basketball. So uh, I may be looking at MPJ, but Boyan was really the main one that got my attention. Yeah, I just oh, didn't mention God. MPJ because he, he really just- Oh, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, not. Ah! <laughs> How do you miss a penalty kick, yo? Like, what is soccer? So which, which, team, which team missed? Lewandowski oh, missed a penalty. How does that happen? Was it saved or did he shoot? Yeah, he saved. Or saved. Oh, okay. Oh my who's, who's the goalie for Mexico? Is it, is it still Ochoa or yeah, Ochoa it retired? It's still yeah. Ochoa. Good for him. Yeah. World Cup legend. Oh my okay. gosh! You really just gave up? Ah! Oh, oh, they're got reviewing a penalty it. and missed it. Reviewing what? If he came off the line? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, will, all right. Um, yeah, any more me, player props? Me having for this uh, game. Poland. I was just gonna line. say MPJ. We didn't talk about because he's kind of been terrible for the last couple games, but maybe he yeah. gets back on track. I do like Boyan though. If you want to go for maybe a twenty-five plus points, maybe okay. sprinkle on some alternative threes. I don't mind that. But somebody's got to score. We're expecting pace in this game. Mm. Boyan going for like twenty-five or thirty would really not surprise me here. It might yeah. be a very nice plus price. No, yeah, so I see 25 at plus 250. This might be short. Shop around, but see 25 at plus 250. Uh, I see MPJ just to get 20 at plus 155. I kind of like that. Um, Throwing Boyan maybe 25. This has seven same game parlay late written all over it. Yeah, and it just, I don't know. I think everybody expects Ivy to come in and be like the scorer. Mm, and yeah. I just I don't I don't know. I think he, he might be a facilitator a little bit more like he's going to draw a bunch of attention. He might be more of a facilitator and just get it to his wings that should really feast in this game. Mm-hmm. Like who on the wing is guarding MPJ or Bojan? Honestly, like you know, Bogdanovich is going to chuck it as soon as he gets it, because that's just yeah. who he is as a player. He's known to be a shooter and that's really his main skill set. So if I'm looking anywhere for points for alternatives, it probably would just be Boyan. I think he's had a very good chance to have the volume to go for 25-plus points. Boyan's three-pointers made is right at two-and-a-half right now at plus 130. I don't think he's done that well with them lately. Yeah, but, I know early in the season he was doing really well, but yeah. I guess maybe he's getting to the basket. During those games that I read off against the Nuggets, uh, it was the 48-point game where he had over two <laughs> uh, the and a twenty and a couple other games. So it was two other games. He's no, at twenty nine plus in uh, yeah. four career meetings against Detroit, and within the last two years, he's had thirty six plus twice. So yeah, so he's he's kind of up and down with the three point shooting. I think the yeah. points. I think the points angle is a good angle. Yeah, I'll par. I'll I'll parlay that some player prop long shot with Fox double double and something. You know. Yeah. Anything else for this game, guys, before we get over to the last game of the night? No. No. All right, let's get over to the final game of the night. That's going to be the L.A. Lakers heading to Phoenix to take on the Suns. Um, Looking at the opening line for this game, the Phoenix Suns opened up as a seven-point favorite. That number has now just moved to starting to see a minus nines pop up here uh, for the Phoenix Suns. So LeBron's Uh, out. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what the probably news is. I haven't gotten an alert yet. Uh, let me see. I got to assume that's the only reason why it moved two points in the span of like 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. LeBron's just not going to play. He just got ruled out uh, yep. four minutes ago. So no LeBron here tonight um, for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, but other than that, pretty clean injury report for the L.A. Lakers. For the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul has already been ruled out. He's dealing with the right heel soreness. Cam Johnson, we know, has been out for an extended amount of time. Landry Shaman is also going to be out for this game. He's in concussion protocol uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Um, let's start with the side here, guys. Minus nine for the Phoenix Suns hosting the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Scott, let me start with you on this game. What are you thinking about this uh, matchup between these two teams? So the Lakers have actually played well lately. They're still not a good team, but they've played relatively well. They also haven't really played anybody. I mean, if you look at who they've beaten recently, it's a yeah. pretty soft schedule. 
Props to AD, though. He's been great. He's dominated against weaker centers. Uh, San Antonio, for example, there was no chance in hell they were going to stop Anthony Davis, and he went for about 30 and 18. I think Phoenix beats the crap out of him tonight. And I do think that the Lakers will be a very popular underdog because of the recent form. Phoenix at home is just on demon time. I mean, that team is wild in the desert, and I think that they're going to kill this team. Phoenix has the size on the interior with Aiton to at least make AD work for it. The ball movement's great. Booker's a matchup problem for this team. It's amazing how when a team beats up on a couple of weaker teams in the league, everyone just thinks all their problems are fixed. The Lakers are still not a good basketball team at all. They beat, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but who have they beaten recently during their recent quote-unquote hot streak? They beat San Antonio and Detroit. Detroit, and that's it, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, they beat Brooklyn. Yes. So that's they beat three. Brooklyn, and I think the Nets might have been on a back-to-back, I think. But yeah. AD killed them because the Nets, once again, don't have any centers. Yeah. And Claxton got hurt midway through the game with an eye injury. So they had no centers to guard him, and AD torched him. So yeah. the point is the Suns have some depth. Biombo is also a big body. He can make AD work for it. The Lakers aren't, are just not a good team. And I think that Phoenix in the desert, they've been so damn good at home. Give me Phoenix. I think they roll tonight. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on the side here? Uh, Public will be. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really like I don't. I just don't know how I can back the Lakers. The public will be all over them. I got to assume so. Getting nine at this point. Yeah. Popular team. It's just a step up in competition for the LA Lakers. Like what you just mentioned there, Scott. That they played the Pistons. They played. San Antonio, which we talked about earlier, two of the worst defensive teams in the entire mm-hmm. league, ranked 29th and 30th. You can get rid of defense, just two of the worst teams. I mean, yeah, those are overall. two teams that'll be probably top five odds for the number one pick. Yeah. And now you go up against a Phoenix team that might be competing for the one seed. Sure. It's really yeah. just night and day, the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I can't. I just don't see anything. I already don't really like backing the Bakers anymore, but I just don't see anything that makes me feel any more confident with LeBron being out. And that's just the start. Like, it could be more people sitting out. Really don't know. And so with that, I'm probably I'm just going to go with Phoenix. Like, like Scott said, really, really good at home. Booker, Aiton should have pretty good matchups with AD, Duck, and Center Smoke. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Suns. It's pretty easy for me. I'm just going to keep fading the Lakers. Yeah, Suns and probably Suns team total for me in this game as well. Um, Devin Booker props in this game. I think he should get over his points props. Um, Anthony Davis rebounds is another angle to look at in this game as well. Uh, don't see them outlisted because I'm probably sure they're waiting for the LeBron news. So, um, you know, hopefully that should drop here fairly soon if you're looking for player props in this game. But um, I know we don't have official numbers, Scott, but any player props uh, you're targeting in this game? Uh, last night, I did see a number that I liked. It was Aiton over nine and a half rebounds, and I believe it was plus 105 at the time. Aiton's one of those guys that's very frustrating to bet player props with because you yeah. just want him to be aggressive, and he's never aggressive enough for you. But yeah. when it goes down to the head-to-head history against the Lakers, he's been very good at rebounding. I believe he's had at least 11 rebounds or 10 rebounds in three of the last four against the Lakers. I'll uh, tell you right now. I looked it up last night. It's either four of five or three of four, but he's constantly had double doubles against this team. We've got DeAndre Ayton has in his last four games a double. Well, no, not a double double, but in his last four games, thirteen rebounds, sixteen rebounds, eleven rebounds, fifteen rebounds. Yeah, that was the last four, right? Yeah, that was the last four. four. That's what I thought. So nine and a half. I think it's too low. Uh, Terrell just mentioned how AD might be ducking the center smoke. It's possible. But the point is, Aiton is going to need to have a good game. And mm-hmm. I do think that you could worry about foul trouble, which is always a concern guarding Anthony Davis. But I do think nine and a half is too low for a guy who should get a bunch of playing time and a guy who historically has fared well against this opponent. And that was back when the Lakers were good, by the way. Like mm-hmm. he's put up numbers when the Lakers actually were an elite defensive team and LeBron played. And they even had like Marcus Saul and some other centers you could throw in there who gave you length. I just think Aiden should have a decent game tonight. I like the over nine and a half rebounds, if you can find it. It was last night. I know it got pulled now, but yeah. it is what it is. 
Yeah, I like that play as well. I think that I'm going to add that to my card here tonight. Um, Anthony Davis has had a pretty good rebounding uh, nights against the Suns as well. Going back to 2019, his last game against the Pelicans, uh, or with the Pelicans, uh, he had 11, and then since he joined the Lakers, 12, 11, 10, 12, 14, and 13. So that number is probably going to num- be a little... What's his number, though? I was worried about it being inflated. That's kind of Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Uh, let me see if they... If another I got to assume it's going to be like 11 and a half, uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure. Be, I, don't, I don't see him posted any... It's definitely going to be higher than nine and a half. I can guarantee you that. I'm probably sure it's going to be 11 and a half. Yeah, so I was a little bit juiced. That's why I went with the eight move. I just yeah. feel like it's a nice number. You're basically asking him for a double-double. And I saw that was at like plus 130 last night. Like, I think Aiton's in a good spot based yeah. on just floor spacing and how AD likes to operate in the paint. Aiton should already be in the paint for rebounds. So I just think that that number's too low. Uh, Terrell, did you see a line for AD? I didn't no, see it on. No, not at all. No, okay. you're not going to see it for a couple hours probably. Yeah. But I I did see it at nine and a half last night. Um, all right, last thoughts uh, on the total here. Currently sitting at 227. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on that? Uh, 227 with, I think I'm going under cause I just, I don't know. I don't think the, I don't think the Lakers are going to be in this game at all. Like, I, I think that the, this is a game that the Suns defense really shows out and really, I would play a Lakers team total under and just saying that maybe like AD, if he plays or Russ gets scoring going, but everybody else is just kind of dead on his team. Yeah, I'm uh, seeing that number. Yeah, 227 right now. The line also has also moved to minus 10 now in favor of the Phoenix Suns. Um, Terrell, I'm oh, sorry, Scott, any thoughts on the total? I'm on the under as well. I think there's a couple ways you can get there. Uh, the, the Suns are not a great three-point defensive team, but the Lakers can't shoot. The Lakers, though, yeah. are. They rank fourth in opponent three-point percentage. So I think they could do a pretty decent job of contesting these three-pointers. But I just think the number's too high because I think that the Lakers might get blown out or they keep the game close. And if that's the case, I think the Lakers need... Can you do that? Wait, you just knock them down like that? Do you think the Lakers can actually keep this game competitive if they voluntarily run with Phoenix? Because I don't. I think they need to slow it down. Yeah, I don't think they have enough offensively. I know, like, okay, Anthony Davis, Westbrook has looked pretty good coming Besides off of that bench. davis was running up and down the court i think you have to play it slower at this point yeah um so i'm on the yeah under. i would look at the under as well in this game I, yeah you mentioned it I, we, both of you guys mentioned it. i don't think lakers have enough offensively um to stay with the phoenix suns all right anything else for this game guys before we get into best bets i'm really pissed they missed that penalty kick <laughs> all right before we get into our lock and dog let me tell you guys about the thanksgiving free roll we are hosting over on the SGPN app, and if you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what you lo- you're going to love what we have for the DGens on Thanksgiving Day. Our friends over at Play Action Pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for the Thursday slate of NFL games. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card and see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. And if you get bingo, you'll win $100 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. But again, that's exclusively on the SGP app for only on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day for the NFL games. And we're also brought to you by Dave. You know, with the holidays around the corner, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Dave can help you get out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, the holidays may be a really stressful time for you. But with Dave, you can get your money sooner so you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones and not having to worry about having to spend so much money and how you'll get through the week. Dave is here to help you. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There's more money to buy those last-minute gifts or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expenses that you have been stressing out about without any hang-ups. So to take advantage of this, just go to uh, your app store and download the Dave app from the app store right now or go to dave.com. Sign up for an extra cash account 
and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, guys, let's get into our uh, lock and dog for this four-game schedule in the NBA. Um, Scott, I'll let you lead it off here, my man. Uh, What do you got for your lock and dog? So for my lock, I am going to go to the Nets. I'm going to take the minus seven and a half. It's a great spot. If they don't cover this, they should really be ashamed of themselves. They're being handed a free blow to win on a silver platter. I think that the Nets, with the motivate with the motivation angle of his teammate of the teammates being behind Simmons, Simmons' first game back in Philly. Philly's missing everybody. The game's been circled on the calendar for a while. I'm assuming so. And defensively, the Nets have not been great, but they have been a little bit better with the coaching change. Now Kyrie's back, so maybe that you know could be an issue. But I think they just have too much firepower, and then the Nets win comfortably. Give me the Nets minus seven and a half. I think they win by route in this spot. All right, and what are you going for your dog for tonight? So for the dog, I really have two choices on the side. I could take a player prop and go with some insane uh, Fox double-double or something like that, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to go with the Kings. I'm going to take them on the money line. I believe it was plus 105 or so if you shop around. They're just such a just, they're just in good form, and I know that they can't really guard anybody, but Memphis is, has not been great defensively either lately. Maybe Jaron Jackson helps there, but I just like what I've seen from the Kings. I think that it's pretty disrespectful for a team to be missing its top two players to be favored over a team that's won, what, five in a row, six in a row? Mm-hmm. Yep. Six in a row, I think. So I'll take the team in better form. I think they got a lot of offensive firepower that Memphis does not have. Yes, they give up a lot of size in the interior. I'm hoping they can overcome it. Give me the Kings money line at plus 105. All right. Um, all right, for my lock, uh, I am going to go – do like the Nets here tonight as well. Um, I think this number is starting to move in my favor a little bit as well. I'm going to go with the Kings and Grizzlies over 234 and a half. Um, I think we'll just see a lot of pace in this game. We talked about how Sacramento's not a great defensive team. Uh, Grizzlies should be getting up and down the floor as well. Uh, they gave up a lot of assists to the opponents. And again, I think the story in this game is going to be points inside the paint. For the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, where we talked about Sacramento, just just not defend the paint very well or any part of the floor for that matter. So I think we'll see a lot of points being being put up in this game. So I think we talked about how probably both these teams could put up 120 plus here tonight. So I'll go with the over in that game, Sacramento and Memphis over 234 and a half. Uh, For my dog, I want to find an alt line here for the net. Scott, do you see anything on your end as far as minus 10? Uh, yes. I took 10 and a half. Uh, it was in a parlay, but I'm trying to remember what the odds were. I think it was around 2 to 1. Okay, I'll tell you. Hold on. I'll yeah. tell you in a second. Alt total for the next. I remember is... 9 and a half was around like plus 180. I see a 9... Oh, wait, no, that's 76ers. I lied. All right, I see a nine and a half for the Nets at plus 112. I see 10 and a half plus 130. That's only one book. Really? Those, that, that must have plummeted then. Okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing it a lot higher. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, take the, the Nets. at eight now. Yeah, I'll take the Nets minus 10 and a half at plus 130. Um, it's just a smash spot here. I think maybe Sixers, uh, you know, stay with this team early. Maybe in the first half they even covered the spread, but I think eventually the uh, Brooklyn Nets will kind of pull away as they did against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies the other night. I just think, again, with Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, all those guys out there, um, it's just going to be too much for the Sixers to keep up with offensively. So um, I'm going to go with the Nets. uh, Alternative line, minus 10.5, plus 130 as my dog for tonight. Terrell, close this out strong, my man. What do you got for your lacking dog? For my lock, let's go to the Lakers and – Suns game, I will go with the Suns first quarter minus three and a half. Suns at home in the first quarter, six and three against the spread. The Los Angeles Lakers on the season in the first quarter is four and 11. And on the road, they are 0 and five. So give me the Suns minus three and a half. That is my lock in the first quarter for my dog. Going to an alternative, 
going head to head with Scott. Give me the Memphis Grizzlies minus four and a half plus what was that? Plus 135, five is a bit of a key number in the NBA, so I'll take it up to four and a half for the plus money. And just saying that I think that the shooting is going to come down for the Kings. I think that this is a get-up spot for this Memphis squad who always plays when their best players, like plays well when their best players are out. I think they have a bunch of people on that bench that can score the basketball. I see a bunch of people being in double figures in a, in a good team win. Give me the Memphis Grizzlies minus four and a half at plus 134. All right, so I'm a crossfire here between Scott and Terrell. We'll see who wins this matchup tonight. There is a way we teams. both lose, so we'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just, very just, much just going to throw it out lose. there. That is a possibility. So. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel for the NBA Gambling Podcast. You guys will get an alert as soon as we go live every single day as we usually do. But uh, Scott, anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, before we get out of here? No, you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. Looking forward to the games tonight. Let's get make some money. Uh, if the Nets win in blowout fashion and Simmons has a triple-double, I'll definitely take a vacation. Uh, besides that, though, <laughs> Uh, shout out to all of us, by the way, because we officially attempted the same amount of shots as Rudy Gobert last game. Yes. So nice job by us. You know, I'm laser focused a, right now. Hopefully we get a piece of, uh, you know, some of his contract because we all attempted zero shots. But until next time, you know, let's make some money. Throw anything else before we get out of here, bud? Yeah. Um, soccer players flop way worse than NBA players. Oh, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close at all. <laughs> make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter at really well underscore underscore as he is zoomed in on this Mexico and Poland game. We'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion for the NBA gambling podcast. Good luck with your bets tonight, guys. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to get it. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me.